Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Who and How Club. It's your boy, Eris Dejan, checking in. How are you doing today? This is not a solo episode. Today's episode is actually a guest episode. And uh, I'm really excited for all of you to have a listen to the um, the upcoming episode, whatever you're about to listen to today. Uh, the reason why I'm checking in before I play this episode, I thought that it was only right to to invite you all in into the podcast world and the TWHC world and the world of Eris. Um, and I think our uh, our guests for today would want me to share this as well, just out of respect for their relationship, uh, work relationship and friendship or the friendship that they had. Um, as we all know, you know, Sometimes things work out, sometimes things don't. And uh, when they don't work out, it's still okay. It's not, you know, the end of the world. Not everything will be perfect and neither will friendships be. Um, You know, family, I talk a lot about family ships, relationships, friendships on the show. And uh, the guests that we're going to sort of introduce you all to today, um, they shared a friendship. They, they shared a, a working relationship as well, a co-hostship uh, on a podcast called No Shame Babe. Um, these lovely ladies are from Edmonton, Alberta, and uh, I was blessed to have them on the show uh, back in July. And like I mentioned, they were the co-hosts of uh, No Shame Babe, the No Shame Babe podcast. Now, that podcast is no longer, and their friendship has sort of dissolved Um, since the recording of this episode. Um, But they're both doing really well and doing healthy and sort of split up into their own little corners and have created their own individual platforms, which I want to shed light on. But I thought it was important to preface with, if you hear us speaking about the No Shame Babe podcast on today's episode of TWHC, um, you won't be able to look up that, you know, indulge in that podcast. The, The podcast is no more. Uh, I'm not quite sure if they have the episodes that they've created together still up. Um, But if you want to follow these ladies individually, you could follow Kirsten and Jamie uh, on their own individual platforms. Uh, Now, Kirsten is uh, Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore W-I-E-B-E. And she has created her own podcast called The Girls Got Grit Pod. So if you follow her page that I just mentioned, uh, you'll have access to her own show that she's launched. And her show focuses on, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of positive things like mental health and self-love, empowerment, authenticity. That's the vibe uh, that she has gone with her podcast. So that's the Girls Got Grit pod. Um, you're going to hear Kirsten speak on today's episode of the Who and How Club. So you'll get to know her before going going ahead and following her platform and getting used to her new uh, new podcast. All right. So that's the Girls Got Grid pod hosted by Kirsten. And uh, she's a self-love enthusiast. You know, you'll, you'll enjoy her, her perspective and her uh, mindset and her experience. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you ladies will be able to uh, relate to her. Um, The other individual who's on the show today, uh, Jamie, like I mentioned, she's created her own platform as well, which is called the House of Shame podcast. So if you follow follow Jamie uh, on her, um, follow the follow the podcast. It's the House of Shame podcast, H-A-U-S-O-F-S-H-A-M-E-P-O-D. 
C-A-S-T. And uh, that's hosted by Jamie and her handle is Jam Curry. J-A-M-C-U-R-R-I-E. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't normally do this. You know, this is... (laughs) This is already like uh, almost 10 minutes in, and I really just wanted to show respect to these lovely ladies and uh, their platforms and the TWHC platform. I think it's important to be transparent with our supporters and listeners. Uh, Jamie's show focuses on dating, sex, mental health as well, memes, funny stuff. You know, she's she's a really in-depth person, and I think you'll benefit uh, from hearing her speak. And I recently made an appearance on the House of Shame podcast, so that episode should be coming out really Really soon. Um, so follow these two lovely ladies. Today's episode is really deep. We dive into some really deep stuff. We even share tears with each other and really, you know, these somber moments. And we talk about deep stuff together. Um, so regardless of their, you know, their relationship status or their friendship status at the moment, um, we were all still able to come together and have a beautiful conversation, and you're going to be a witness to all of that. So enjoy today's episode. If there's anything that you hear, feel free to touch base with me or Jamie or Kirsten, and let's wish them well and send them all positive energy, and hopefully they'll get the band back together at some point. Friendships uh, should last, and even if they don't, it doesn't mean that there's beef or anything like that. If it's their time, it's their time, right? And not everything lasts forever, and that's okay as well. Uh, but I love these ladies. I respect them, and it would be great for them to um, work their differences out and uh, just work together somehow, some way, even if it's not in the podcast realm, uh, in some sort of realm. So enjoy. Love you all. I'll check in with you in about a week. And uh, stay safe. Stay positive. Believe in yourself. Don't care what people think about you. And uh, welcome to the Who and How Club. If you're a first-time listener, you are the Who and How Club. I am the Who and How Club, and we are the Who's and How's of this world. Without you, without me, there is no we. And today's episode represents the definition of we. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Who and How Club. It is your boy, Aristejan, checking in. You know the slogan, you are the Who and How Club. I am the Who and How Club. And we are the Who's and How's of this world. Without you, without me, there is no we. So while we're here together, we might as well just spend time, you know, sharing sharing our personal experiences with one another, sharing our stories so we could just learn, learn from one another. We all share this thing called life and we're all living it in our own unique ways. So Let's have a let's have a talk about it and share, right? So um, today's a really special episode uh, because I think it's been a, a pretty long time since I've had some women on the show. It's been a long time. I've had a lot of men uh, show up to the table, so this is kind of uh, some good vibes for today. Um, we're on Zoom today with two unique individuals who uh, are are also fellow podcasters. I think you two are the first fellow podcasters I've had on the show. So we're breaking ground today. Okay, cool. We're going we're gonna to talk about our, our experiences as podcasters and being in this realm, but also you two individually, if you want to introduce yourselves to the, the world. <laughs> I'm like, first I need to go first, but I'll go first. Um, um, I'm Jamie, I'm- and um, I'm the co-host of No Shame Bay Podcast. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Your turn in the corner over there. I'm Kirsten. Um, I am the other co-host of the No Shame Babe podcast. Um, yeah, me and Jamie are best friends. We've known each other for, oh man, how many years have we known each other? Uh, like six or seven years. It's been, yeah. a, it's been quite some time. So yeah, it's, it's fun. We're really excited to be on your show today. This yeah. was um, a pleasant surprise in our emails. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, we set that first our email off. And we're like just waiting and waiting for something exciting to come in. <laughs> no, I I appreciate you being down for today, and uh, we got to thank my manager Carlos because uh, he's just been booking a bunch of guests and and booking me for shows as well. And but we're really focusing on folks that are that we feel like the platforms would would really mesh, you know, and not to not to have like people who group think and just in what because we want people who think differently as well right but just your concepts and the things that i speak about on the show he felt like it would be a good match and a good balance you know so uh and especially you being a canadian podcast he felt like it was it was necessary that we connect so thank you for being on the show on the who and how club today yeah so exciting when i like first saw the email i was like is this real is it real yeah we always (laughs) No, it's real. It's real. And I'm, I'm internally grateful. I want to just, you know, mentioning that your show, you, you both are, are Canadians yourselves and you have a Canadian podcast. Let's talk about where you're from just quickly so that the people get familiar. So you have this show, the No Shame Babe podcast, and you both are stationed in Calgary, right? Oh, no, no, sorry, Edmonton. 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 I apologize. Yes, Edmonton. Calgary, but nicer. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Calgary once, so I've never been to Edmonton. So talk, talk to the listeners and to the club about like what's, what life is like. We're going to get into the dating life at some point, but just regular life. Like what's it like in Edmonton for those that don't know? Um, I've been here longer, but Kirsten, what do you think about Edmonton being like, this is your first like full year living here? Yeah. Um, I actually live in like a little town just outside of the city. So I'm in like a nice like area between my parents and like Jamie and the city. And so more rural where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a little town just outside. It's, I don't know, it's about 40 minutes into the town, into the city from where I'm at. I actually didn't grow up in in this area. I grew up in Southern Alberta Mm -hmm. and, um, this yeah like Jamie said this has been my first full year living in this area but I don't I'm kind of torn because of COVID (laughs) like didn't really get to experience a lot of Edmonton me and Jam were on lockdown together for the most part and but I would say I don't know I feel like Edmonton has um it has like I don't know it has like a very fun vibe downtown area is really chill um I don't know. Jam. Over, yeah. Um, over the past like four or five years, I would say that downtown has like really grown into um, a more like inclusive area. There's been a lot more um, recognition for like the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community. Um, there's a lot of like local artists that get contracted to like paint walls. So that's um, pretty awesome. There's this one area um, downtown on 124th Street, and they have a food truck party every Thursday in the summer. So that's, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, 
Yeah, I, I would say like maybe like since I've been legal, uh, a lot has like changed in the, um, the downtown and like nightlife um, in Edmonton. But um, yeah, like it's it's a good it's a good place. They have the most amazing parks and walking trails. That's like probably my favorite part of the city is um, <laughs> being able to walk. The vibe is pretty chill. People are pretty nice, but. Um, you definitely get those like stuck up people like you do everywhere. <laughs> but I, I live in a suburb, like also just outside of Edmonton, like 15 minutes and it's St. Albert. And, um, we always joke at being, um, white suburbia with white <laughs> moms and blonde ladies with their, um, escalades and their prospects. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's a, it's a time. And um, yeah, St. Albert, that's what it's called. It's a place. It's like the bubble. <laughs> it's like hard to leave the bubble. So like, if I came to Edmonton, like, what are the top two spots like you ladies would take me to? Like, what would we top two? Oh, yeah, we go to White Ave. And then Sorry, what? We'd go to White Ave, which is like the downtown. White Ave? Okay, okay. Yeah, it's like downtown. It's like the it's a district. Like, it's like a district, like a. Yeah. It's like across. So like downtown, and then there's like this bridge, and then like White Ave's like they're like vintage Edmonton, where like a lot of the original buildings and structures and like cool old bars, very hipster, mm. very like, like lots of vegan restaurants on that um strip but also really fun um atmosphere and like like boutique kind of bars very yes, cute yes. yes it reminds it sounds like our uh over here in toronto it sounds like our uh like our kensington market or like mm -hmm. our church street not church street um queen street oh like, yeah it definitely is i've been to toronto like twice but never as an adult okay <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, let's talk about um, let's start let's start with the foundation and just figure out who you two are as individuals, and then we're going to talk about your relationship as a as a collective and as a duo, right? But I, I'd love to know like how would you answer uh, the ultimate question that a lot of us don't know how to answer? Who are you? Do you want to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> There's no right or wrong answer, but I'm just curious, you know, like a lot of us um, to preface, like a lot of us define ourselves by our name. You know, the first thing a person will say is like, yeah, I'm Eris, I'm Jamie, I'm, I'm Kirsten, you know, but you're more than that. That's just a title or like some folks define who they are by what they do. So, but that's not who you are, you know? So who are you? <laughs> well, um, I have been actually figuring this question out for the last year and a half. So <laughs> I am, I would say first and foremost, I'm resilient more than anything. I'm a very resilient individual. Um, I'm incredibly empathic and I've come from, come from a lot of um, ups and downs in my life. I share them openly quite often. Um, and I feel like I am one of those people who um, learns life's lessons the hardest way possible <laughs> so that I can then... <laughs> so you wrote the bio on the website. <laughs> the, the description. No, I, I do like all the web stuff. She does yeah. all the editing. 
No, I remember that that part being on there, like the uh, learning things the hard way and mm-hmm. gaining from that hard way that we, we put ourselves through sometimes. I can relate to that. So we'll dive into that. But yeah. Definitely. I would also say I'm a sister, an auntie, a daughter. My family is very, very important to me. Um, my job as well. I really, uh, I work with youth and um I don't know. I love my job. So there's that. <laughs> I can't talk too much about it just because it's hard. Eh? No, no, it's okay. I work, I work in the social services yeah. field. We work with youth as well. So yeah. yeah. Um, who am I? <laughs> hmm. I am an Aquarius. <laughs> yes. It makes me, I'm a little, I'm, a little, uh, I'm complicated. I also have, um, I live with mental illness that I constantly am working through and always like trying to heal from or not heal from, but like learn to live with and like still thrive with. Um, yeah, I'm a friend. Mm. Got my, got my bestie here. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. You want to say one more? Yeah. Do you have more to say? No, I think that's me for now. <laughs> you for now, and then we'll dive in. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to dive. I, I, you said a lot. We're going to dive in. But thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Okay, well, I'm Jamie. That's my name. Um, I am a cancer, so I feel like I live up to that. I'm very, like, a shell. And then once you get to Momini, I cry all the time. So um, I don't let a lot of people see my emotions, and I let the people – closest to me see them and they usually get the shit end of the stick so that's awful <laughs> but you know I appreciate it um I too am a sister my younger sister means the world to me and we're very close best friends I would say she's also my little roommate um I could define myself a lot by what I do so trying to figure out like that question of like who you are I am a workaholic I never stop so um I'm learning how to slow down and where I was really I'm not like thankful I hated COVID but COVID gave me the opportunity to just like chill the fuck out and be like hey girl just take a seat you don't have to do this (laughs) so um I definitely learned how to just let things be. Um, I am eccentric and I love to be the center of attention. So (laughs) I feel like that's too honest. (laughs) We love it. It's good. I love that for me. Um, Yeah, but I think I'm a good friend. I definitely have um, some flaws that I work through on a daily, but so does everyone. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's, um, I don't know if that answered the question of like who I am. That's just like, Hey, I'm Jamie. So my my pile of garbage that I have for my life. (laughs) Well, I feel like, I feel like something you said was like, we all have like that pile of garbage or that thing, those things in our lives. But a lot of people don't acknowledge them. Like we don't, we pretend like they don't exist or we're like these perfect beings when we're so flawed, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, like, I don't think becoming flawless, be- becoming flawless should be anyone's goal, but a step to that would be a- acknowledging your flaws, you know, 
Mm-hmm. You, you gain some sort of strength in that when you acknowledge that, hey, you know what? I have some areas I really need to work on or like these are my flaws and I'm happy with them, but I love to improve make sure that I don't have these in my life anymore. And that's like one step to getting kind of better, you know, and being a better version of yourself. So acknowledging those things is, is like a step, you know, so. Oh, absolutely. I think the first step into anyone's healing journey is to take a look in the mirror and then reflect on yourself. You feel like, okay, so it's not everyone else's fault. There's a common denominator and it's usually you. 100%. Like you're the you're the star of your movie, right? And I feel like it's funny that you kind of mentioned mirrors. I've been having a, these conversations with a lot of people this past week about mirrors. And I want to talk to you ladies about mirrors and what your thoughts are on the concept of a mirror. Like it's a tool, I feel, right? Like you do have to use it to look at yourself, to look at oneself, look in your eye, your own eyes and see what maybe other people might see or what you're not seeing. Cause we don't see ourselves throughout our days. Other people see us, right? So that mirror, we can use it to really, you know, like reflect on oneself. Like you could see the universe in your eyes if you look at yourself, you know what I mean? So what are your thoughts on like, really just looking at yourself and reflecting? Does it weird you out or what do you see when you look at yourself? I actually have a really complicated relationship with mirrors. I think, and me and Jam can both relate to this. Like at one point in my life, I wasn't like this physical person. Like literally I was 315 pounds at one point in my life. And so as I've lost weight and transitioned to the body that I physically sit in now, mm-hmm. looking in the mirror has been strange for me. Um, sometimes I have a really distorted reality of what I actually see but in terms of connecting to um like myself internally I do a lot of mirror work like physically looking at myself uh, and trying to um see reality see that like my body is different now and also you're right like physically seeing your face your eyes um and connecting with that Um, I've had some pretty powerful like emotional moments by using that and doing mirror work and one of the actually most helpful things that I've done is I posted a picture of myself when I was like a young a young like little kid and um, every day I would do that mirror work of like okay what would I want this this little baby to have heard and said and like now you have the opportunity right here say this to yourself and like um yeah mirrors can be incredibly powerful and incredibly healing however I also have to keep in mind that I don't swing to the other aspect of it because in in the past uh, mirrors have been a place where I've obsessively critiqued myself where I've torn myself to pieces where I have thought the ugliest of thoughts at myself and at one point there was a time where I avoided them altogether because it was actually impacting myself more than it was worth like I had to ask myself like this reflection you see like what's the point of looking at it if all you're going to do is berate yourself so I had to get to a place where um that wasn't the norm I had to work on that inner talk so question before Jamie answers uh for you Kristen when you look when you look at yourself today do you recognize yourself or is this a new self Mm. how do you like you know what do you see when you now 
It depends on the day. Honestly, some days I look and look at myself and I feel like, yeah, my outside finally matches how I felt about myself inside for so long. And now, and then there are days when it's like, oh my God, like you, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. And those old plots are still there and it's hard. But for the most part, when I see myself now, I, I tend to try and fall on a place of neutrality. Like, yes, I'll give myself that extra love, but it's nice to just be able to have a mirror, just be a mirror too. Like <laughs> just a place to make sure you, just to make sure you don't have any food on your face. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, it's nice to not have that mirror right here, like have power over you. So. Mm. Mm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, I work <laughs> in a mirror every day, so I'm yep. a hairstylist. My job is to literally look in a mirror talk to my client, make sure everything's even. But by doing that, I would say like at the beginning stages of my career, um, I was not who I am today. I'd like, but I had to constantly look at myself and like Kirsten, I hated looking at myself in the mirror um, because I just had so much going on internally and it reflected externally, like in my skin and just, I didn't, I, my grandma always told me that I glow and I felt like there was a period of time in my life where like, I didn't glow. And I was like, like this little sad rain cloud. And I'd like see it every single day that I'd look in the mirror and like Kirsten, I would stand in front of it and just like, well, you need to change this and you need to change this. Your hair doesn't sit right this way, blah, blah, like all these negative things. So I feel like now I look at myself in a mirror and I'm like, girl, you got it. It's great. And um, what's amazing with my career too is because I work so closely and some of my clients I've been with for 10 years, um, they see the difference too. And I've grown with them and they've grown with me. So a lot of my clients have gone through rough times when I was going through rough times. And now we look at each other today when I'm doing their hair and we glow. And I'm like, this is such a positive thing and we have nothing negative to say so yeah I don't know I I love a good mirror when I walk by one I check myself out it's great but for a long time didn't do it (laughs) I was just like girl stop (laughs) don't look at me (laughs) I understand yeah we have to also battle with vanity right we can't be we can't we have to make sure that we're not feeding into the the vain demon or the vanity demon but using it it's like money right like money is a tool that has been created for us to use, but it's not the end all be all. It's, it's, you know, it's just another tool that we could use to, to do things or to connect with ourselves on a deeper level. If we're not afraid to, or if we've gotten over the, the, those self-conscious or insecurity, you know, like those things that we battle with on a day-to-day basis, just being beings, you know, some of us, some of us aren't afraid to look at ourselves because we're afraid of what we're going to see or what we haven't faced yet. You know? Yeah. My, my, um, my relationship and I, like I suffer from body dysmorphia and it wasn't until like COVID that I really like actually understood what that was and started to like heal from it. Cause I would pick myself to apart to the point where I would cry and, um, just like really like not talk nicely to myself, even though I was in like a healthy 
not so healthy journey, but in my head, it was a healthy journey. And then I would like look in the mirror and be like, still like, you need to fix this part about you. And now that I've like changed my relationship and my thinking towards like other things, I recognize my body dysmorphia and I look in a mirror and it's fine, but my boyfriend also has this and he doesn't admit that he has it. So mm. when he looks in the mirror and he's always like, <laughs> it's like okay, sir, can we please stop because you're wrecking my healing? <laughs> you're hilarious. <laughs> what a, a, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was on a, I made an appearance on a podcast called um, Conversations for Days, right? And the theme of that episode was about positive versus negative thinking. And we also kind of spoke about positive talk and negative talk, positive self-talk versus negative self-talk. Uh, which which category do you feel you two kind of lean in towards right now in, in the spaces that you're at in your lives? Like, are you a positive self-talker right now? Are you still, are you half and half or how do you talk about yourself? I think I'm a positive self-talker. And I think for the past like four years, I've been like fairly positive self-talk, but I would say it's been authentic and truthful for the past year. I was always like a fake it till you make it person. Like if you say something enough, it'll just happen. Mm -hmm. So even though I was like in this sad, depressing space um, years ago, I felt like, you know what? I'm just going to like say that I'm happy. I'm going to be this boss bee and don't feel like it, whatever. But I'm not going to talk negatively about myself. Did I believe it? No. But now I'm like, I believe it. It's great. <laughs> so yeah. I would say I'm a positive self-talker now now yeah now what about you kirsten um i would say actually like before my surgery before i went and got my weight loss surgery i had to really work on this um about myself i had to learn because i knew the root of like the root of why i ate the way i did and the way my body was the way it was was a huge part of it was the way i thought about myself and the way i talked mm. about myself and so for a long time, I, um, I, a year before my surgery, I worked on that. Um, and so I would say I sit, I lean more towards the positive. However, it's also been really recently that I've been able to let go of some core beliefs I had about myself. I've been doing a lot of therapy. And um, one of the biggest uh, revelations I've had recently is that I had this core belief about myself that I didn't deserve to exist. And it was like showing in my behaviors and impulsive decisions I was making, unhealthy relationships I was engaging in. And so I was like distraught because like, I know I care about myself. I'm not this person that was doing these crazy irrational things at one point in my life. And um, once I had that realization and we worked through it um, in session, I have able, I've been able to, to shift that from this feeling of not deserving to exist in this world to now I deserve to take up space and I deserve to be here and be present and um, to shake things up in the world. And it's been really recently that I've been able to truly, truly feel that at my core, because I feel like there's like, there's ourselves, there's our two selves, right? Like there's this part that you, I know all this, I know, I know, I know, like, 
but to actually feel it in you and to like really have that put to play a role in your life um mm. yeah it, it's really impactful and it's been just recently that that's happened for me I I remember the day I phoned Jamie I was like I had an epiphany and she's like yeah man I've been telling you this for months <laughs> good job and it doesn't and it doesn't matter no matter how many times someone tells you something unless you feel it for yourself it's not gonna you're not gonna transition into that next stage or phase of your life or understanding of yourself or confidence in yourself or acceptance of yourself you know you have to you got to go through that yourself and feel it and then finally that aha like wow i'm me and this is who I want to be. And I'm accepting of this. Like, I'm alive, you know? And this is how I look. This is what I was given. And I'm going to run with it. And I'm going to do something with it. As opposed to allowing it to, you know? Or allowing other people's views of you to shape you in, in some sort of negative light, you know? Like, it's about you and how you view yourself, you know? So yeah, I like a trip. Like, I don't know why people feel the need to do drugs. Like, you just, like, have to reflect on yourself and you're like, okay, like, yeah, I'm tripping right now. I'm alive. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, honest moment. Like, I've never tried weed or cigarettes or any drug for that matter. I've never tried it. And I don't, I don't even drink, right? Nice. Good for but, you. That is good for you. You're really going to Wow. <laughs> I, I have a feeling, thank you. <laughs> I have a feeling, <laughs> I have a feeling that I'm going to try it at some point and I would like to try it. I have this image in my head where like whoever my wife becomes, whoever she is in the future, whatever, I would like to try it with her because I know it would be a dope experience, but I've always wanted to try like mushrooms or something to to get on that next level kind of thing. Anyone who has ever taken mushrooms, they've always explained it to me like, they're going to have those revelations and those, those, their eyes are going to, they're going to see things like layers will be removed, you know? And I already feel like I see things already, you know, and I'm, I, I'm in tune with things, but maybe that will enhance something or show me something I haven't seen. I don't know. I would like to try that one day, but any experiences on that front from anybody here? Um, I, well, I'm just going to speak on like, if you ever had like, <laughs> <laughs> I think because like you're already like a woke person if you ever did experiment with drugs like it'll get dark no no I think oh, you'll okay, have, okay. I think you'll have because you already have such an amazing understanding of yourself you'll have the best time okay okay yeah so I've definitely had some bad trips and I've definitely had some awesome trips <laughs> where um I think the the bad ones were when one I was just way too hot and it was just not a good environment outside. Should have waited. Yes. <laughs> I was also like um, in a space where I was um, figuring out like who I was, mm. and um, I think the environment that I was in just wasn't like for me. And I was I would at that point I was like I would fly off the seat of my pant or like the how do you say that fly off the seat of my pants is that the thing i've never heard that is that an edmonton thing, is that a thing? Fly off the handle? yeah yeah yeah, that. Handle. yeah yeah but yeah fly by the seat of your pants yes that 
Whatever that is. You're teaching me something. I don't know. (laughs) But um, I was very like impulsive. People would be like, oh, do you want to take this? I'd be like, sure, give me all the drugs. And um, it was was a time. And uh, then I would like feel bad the next day because I was like, did Jamie really want to do that? Or did like Jamie just want to, you know, like her, the other Jamie, the other version of yourself, what, yeah. which one's the correct one. Yeah. So um, I haven't um, done uh, anything like drugs minus weed, but I don't think weed's a drug. It's like, um, just so like no, dating. No, no ayahuasca or like the tea, no. any tea. <laughs> no. I've, I haven't done anything in like years. And I think it's because uh, um, of the, the last time that I did it, I was like, I'm done. Like I did it. I'm good. I've lived and I don't need to be this person anymore. I just like said goodbye to the party girl and was like, Hey, bye. (laughs) I'm 32. So I want to try it at some point. I just don't know at what point, but you know, we'll see, but I'd love to share that experience with somebody. I don't think I want to be by myself or it has to be some sort of like the ayahuasca thing. Like I want it to be, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Like, euphoric euphoric i know it'll be therapeutic but also sort of not like like uh, like a ritual you know i want it to be around a bunch of people i want to be free in nature and experience it with people that just have good energy and stuff like that so that's on like music Music festival in the trees yeah yeah let's close off oh sorry go ahead go ahead oh yeah i um the first time I did mushrooms was in Thailand. I got a cup of fresh little mushrooms right off the beach and I was high as for like 11 hours. And um, I can actually say that that experience was like truly, it does, it it alters your mind. They need to study mushrooms more and like how it can open up consciousness. Cause like that trip truly changed me. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, dabbled. In this past year, like I kind of went a little wild and when I, um, when COVID hit and everything, and I experimented for the first time in my life with a couple of drugs that did not sit well with me, did not interact well with me. And um, I stay away from them now because um, it's not nice when Jamie has to yell at me at parties. <laughs> she's babysitter. You're, she's a babysitter while you're. The best trip sitter though. Jam loves it. <laughs> I do. I always have, I have like a bag of things. I'm like, what do you need? <laughs> like, they oh, yeah, okay. like raise Funny story. <laughs> Funny story. So the last time we did mushrooms, we went out to this campsite and uh, mm-hmm. me and Jam stopped at a grocery store and this girl grabs bubbles and I'm like, I don't care. But she gets there and everybody is like making fun like of her for blow, bubbles. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, like those bubble wads, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. All the boys are making fun of her. Why would you bring bubbles? This is so lame. Like, they're trying to be all tough. Bubbles are cool. <laughs> hour later they're all tripping on mushrooms and these bubbles are the best thing they've ever experienced in life and everybody's like jamie this is so great i told you (laughs) that's what i want i want bubbles i want bubbles nature and just love love in the air you know what i mean freedom you know I'm a yeah. Taurus. I'm a Taurus, so I'm oh, an earth okay. So I need to be, I need my feet planted into the ground. I need to be climbing a tree. I just need to be around water. Like, I just love the nature overall. So 
I'm hoping I, I'm excited for that experience at some point. But yeah, I don't even know. Like if you asked me, like I wouldn't even know where to go to get that. Like I want something of the earth. I don't want to just buy it from a guy or like it has to be really planted and like, yeah, just I don't know. What like kind of music are you into? <laughs> I like I like all. I like all. Like I think you know what I would listen to if I did go? I would be like some like there's this smashing pumpkin song. Okay. It's called, like the end is the beginning is the end is the beginning. I don't know if you know that one. I do. <laughs> it is dark, but like beautiful. Or like I would listen to like AWOL Nation Sale. I would listen to like my favorite, like, you know, like I would that that those type of types of sounds or like the soundtrack to like Tron, like Daft Punk, like I know I would see colors, you know, like. I did mushrooms one time at a friend's house and there was probably about like 15 of us. The whole house, we like made it like the living room, like a really comfortable space, pillows, blankets. Everyone had coloring books, snacks, and we were watching Rick and Morty. And there's this one song called by Chaos Chaos and it's called Do You Feel It? Yeah. And this song, when it was like on like Rick, the the guy he was having like an epiphany during like this song and then I was like watching like Rick's reaction and I was like in the feels started to tear up and I was like I'm Rick I know what he's feeling right now I went upstairs into the bathroom and like looked at myself in the mirror and it's just like girl you You're got right. <laughs> And then I went downstairs and colored. It was great. <laughs> but it's a four minute song. The I don't know, but I listen to it now and it just brings me back to that like epiphany, like weird. I got this moment and I'm like, oh, yeah, good times. Good times. <laughs> let's, let's close off the uh, positive and negative talk segment quickly. And if we could just quickly play a game of like sharing one thing that you say to yourself that's in the positive category and one thing that's negative that you don't say to yourself anymore. I'll play along. Okay. But one, one positive that you say to yourself now, positive talk, right? And then one thing negative talk from the negative talk category that you don't say to yourself anymore. Um, I always tell myself that I'm gonna be super successful and um, nothing's gonna stop me. And before um, I went on my success workaholic journey, I'd be like, you're going to amount to nothing. You need a man to carry you. And now I don't need him. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's me. Um, for me, I would say in the past, it was um, like, I would tell myself I was worthless all the time. Like that you're worthless, you're hard to love, that you're... That you're crazy, that nobody will care for you, right? Um, now, I, I tell myself often that I can do this, that I'm okay, that everything will be okay. I tell myself that um, I have power, that I have love and support around me, and that I am cared for. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, for me, it's like that mirror, you know, every morning, like I look at myself, I'm like, I'm that, I'm that guy. You know, that's what I say to myself now, because I, I wasn't, I wasn't confident in that before. So 
that's what I find myself saying or reminding myself of now. Like just, I'm that, I'm that guy. I'm that person. I'm, I'm a hard worker. I'm creating things. I'm, I'm trying to bring my ideas to life and I'm just, I'm, I've never given up, you know, like I'm that guy, I'm here for a reason. So let's kill it while we're here. And something that I stopped saying to myself is that I'm a taker. I used to believe that I was that because a lot of people would say that, but I'm really a giver. I'm really a giver, but I, I started to believe that I was a taker just because people couldn't get what they wanted out of me. So it seemed like there was an imbalance between my relationship with those individuals just because maybe I was getting what I wanted and they weren't. So they would label that as me being a taker, but I just know myself. I know how to maneuver, you know, and I can't, if others don't, like it's not, everything happens for a reason. Your relationships, your situationships, your whatever, like, you know, um, but I did believe that I was a taker, you know, I would just take, I never gave, but I look at the field that I'm in. I look at the platforms that I've created. They all represent giving, you know, when I see a homeless person on the street and I only have $5 in my wallet, I give to that person. I give my time and energy to people. So for someone to ever say like, you're a taker when you really do the opposite, it's like, we really listen to people, right? Sometimes we, we believe what they see in us and, we make we we conjure it up. It's like, yeah, I am a taker. So you believe that, and you might even become a taker because you manifested it based on what someone else was saying. But you have to kind of block that out and know yourself and look at like really uh, pick apart what you actually do, what you do. Like if you are a giver, look at all the times you've given, and then balance it out with the times you've taken. And it's like I give more than I take, so I'm not a taker. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, so I relate to that so much. 100%. Yeah. You said it took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Great. Um, and thank you for sharing, ladies. I appreciate it. There is something that we usually do on the show when we have a guest, we ask people to like after the who are you part, we ask people how would they define themselves in like two or three words, right? And even on the guest, uh, the guest form on the on the website, uh, it's there. But I wanted to kind of do something different today and like talk about both of your friendship, like your friendship that you two share with one another. Um, how would you define the relationship that you both share in two words? Mm, I would say you go. I would say I'm feeling the bestie energy through this screen. I could it's just seeping through. So I could tell you two. I, I at one point I thought you two were sisters. I couldn't like when well, I get that a lot actually. Pretty mean. <laughs> we get that a lot. Yeah, when my manager showed, I'm like, oh, these two sisters have a podcast, and then oh, they're just friends. So I'm curious yeah. to know how you would define your relationship with one another or your friendship. I would say it's unique foremost like we have a pretty unique story on how we connected and then I would say it's authentic like I've been able to be my most authentic self with Jamie more, I, more. yeah yeah I agree I also think um non-judgmental is that could that be one because um non-judgmental relationship yeah like um I know that even though it takes me a lot to say what I want to say, Kirsten won't um, ever judge me and vice versa. So 
And um, yeah, I think authentic too, like not judgmental, unique and authentic in three words. We're, yeah, I don't know. It, we're, we're different. That's for sure. And lots of people say that. And it's, it's nice to have a friendship like that. We both come from bad friendships of long terms. And um, yeah, I think we just assess like what we want and don't want in a person. And if like a person brings value to your life in whatever way you seek value, that's what a friendship should be. And Kirsten brings so much value to my life in so many ways, just, just being there. Like she's just always there. And even if she's not in like a good headspace, she's always like making sure like I'm okay. And it's the same way, but we both have a different communication styles when we're manic. So navigating that has been, I don't want to call it like a struggle cause it's not, but it's, it's not taking it personally. And we, we communicate that like, okay, I'm feeling this way. Don't take it personal. It's nothing you did, but this is just how I'm feeling right now. And I'm just working through my feelings. And because we're both so into mental health and recognize these things about ourselves that we're like, okay, that's fine. I'll take a step back. Like when I'm ready, I'm ready. Like, I think that's my favorite part of our friendship. I really think, yeah, and we're at, like, we're at an, uh, I feel like we're in a new little mini phase between us here right now, because, like, life has shifted back to normal now, and, like, for the past year and a half, me, me and you have, like, literally spent a year and a half building our friendship, and now life has to go back to this normal, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and we're still both dealing with, like, the mental health fallout that was COVID, and, yeah, we've had a couple of, like, moments where we've both had to like relearn to communicate as we go through these like struggles right like I know for myself there was a time where I was really anxious that Jam was like gonna be angry with me or upset or on and on and it's been um it's been unique in figuring out um like our new new norm I suppose with with each other yeah Yeah. this COVID yeah Healthy challenges are good amongst friendships. Like if you're not challenging one another, if you're not having those, I won't use the term struggles, but healthy challenges, right? Like it only, steel sharpens steel. And if you two have already agreed that you're going to be friends, then you roll with whatever comes with that, including those sort of challenging moments, those challenging conversations, the struggles with having patience for each other you're doing a podcast together. So I'm sure there are some challenges and debates in those in those moments when you're creating together, right? I think the best friendships are when you can create together. And a lot of my, a lot of the friends that are in my life right now, we're creating together. And I feel like it just makes the friendship stronger. You know what I mean? Do you agree? Yeah. Actually, a few months podcast ago. Is, go ahead, John. Oh, sorry. Um, a few months ago, Kirsten and I were like talking about like the dynamic of our podcast. And she was like, I think we need to just like talk about like our strengths and weaknesses. And I was like, I don't have any weaknesses, only strengths. <laughs> so you know what I'm dealing with, right? Like, <laughs> that's my grandmother is a cancer. That's a cancer. That's that's a cancer. You sound like my grandma. Stop that. <laughs> But then I got real and I was just like, weakness doesn't work well with others. Like I have two very individualistic jobs. And then I have Kirsten, oh my God, Loki, shut up, my cat. Um, 
sorry. Um, yeah, no. very individual, but so- call, that's what the episode is going to be called today. I have no weaknesses. We're going to quote you. <laughs> unless, unless, Kirsten, you come up with a better, better one throughout our convo, then, you know. <laughs> that one, I don't work well with others. <laughs> I used to be like that. I could relate to that. I used to say those things. I used to say, like, it's such a beautiful thing when you come out of that, when you let go of your ego and you kind of push things to the side. And I think there's more power in being like, yeah, I do have weaknesses. And these are them. Deal with them. Here. My weaknesses. You got it. You want to stay here? These are my weaknesses. Can you handle it? Because only the strong will survive, you know? As opposed to pretending like I have none at all and I'm whatever, like, no. I think being flawed and being vulnerable and admitting to those things, there's more strength in that than the opposite, so. Oh, I I totally agree. I feel like our relationship has also been like, huh? Say that again, Kirsten? Are you frozen? You're chipping out. Can you hear me? Sorry, did I... Pause. Oh, there you go. It got lagged for a second. Yeah. You're frozen. You're frozen on mine, but I can hear you. I can hear you. Damn you, Zoom. There, is that better? There. There. That's better. Um. Yeah. Um. On how me and Jam became friends, I feel like. <laughs> so she was dating my uncle, and um. My uncle is significantly younger than me due to some like oh one of those yeah yeah it's always a weird that's always a weird thing (laughs) and calling your aunt your aunt's like eight years old yeah (laughs) auntie 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 marie you know still wants ice cream and you take you take your aunt out for for ice cream like it's the weirdest thing And so Jam uh, did my hair one day and like we just clicked right off the bat and I was like, man, I need more friends. Do you want to be my friend? <laughs> and literally that was it like from there. And so I lived uh, north of the city with my ex-husband at the time. And so we would like catch up whenever I would come down to the city or whenever I needed my hair done. I was always I would always go to Jamie. And then, um, yeah, when COVID hit and I left that relationship, that my marriage, Mm -hmm. like Jam was there and she had me and um, it was really incredible through that. And then in January, we, my uncle passed away suddenly and um, it was really, 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 really hard for both of us. He had a really special place in Jamie's heart. He was I was finally in a point in my life where I was going to be able to start connecting with him again after so much distance. And then very suddenly we lost him. And so we had this, this friendship and this dynamic that was so like powerful. And then on top of it, we get these life circumstances that just rocked us in 2021 so far. And so in a matter of months, we lost my uncle and then we lost my grand, I lost my grandfather who was his, his dad. So it's been like, it's been a whirlwind. We've been through it. Wow. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. I know it's uh, a bit generic to say sometimes in these moments, but I truly, I am sorry for your loss. Cause I, I've been going through some loss as well, especially through work and the clients that I, I don't like to refer to them as clients, but my res, the residents that work where, We've had a couple deaths recently as well. And it's like, 
it's weird it's weird when someone is here today and then and then not here tomorrow and you and then all you have in your mind is that like that last moment you interacted with them like you had no idea in that moment that was your last moment yeah. but then when they're not here tomorrow you in retrospect it's like if only I could have said more, or if only I could have done more in that moment. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, it's challenging. Okay. Oh. Sorry, I'm like crying. No, this, is, this is a safe space. You know what I mean? Like, I want us to talk about this stuff. So thank you. I appreciate you sharing all of that. I could, yeah. I could only imagine. That probably brought you two closer, though. It did. It cemented us, and I think it was an experience that neither of us really had gone through. I know that Jan's experienced some grief, and I'd experienced some loss in my life, but nothing this close to home, nothing this earth-shattering. And, I mean, the way that we lost him, too, was horrible, and it played back into mental health, and I I'm, I just won't go into detail because it was, it was awful, but... It, it really just rocked us both at our core. And I mean, you really, you learn what true friendship is through these types of situations. And I mean, I'm grateful that we had the podcast through this. I, when the dust settled, it was something for us to refocus ourselves back on and to really help pull us up and out of the depths. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been transformational the past almost two years like it's yeah it's been a time like I honestly don't know what I would do without Kirsten and like the loss of um my ex I hate calling him that too because he was so much more than that to me he was like my best friend Mm -hmm. even though like we were separated we talked every day for like seven years like that's like a significant time and even though like I have a very healthy and stable relationship now. Like I consider myself very lucky to have like two loves of my life because like he was like, like ever since he's been gone, like I feel like a piece of me is gone. And um, just with Kirsten here, like she was there for like a lot of like the ups and the downs of that relationship. And with the day that it happened, I was literally getting ready to go cut his hair. And then she's like, I'm coming over. And I'm like, uh, why? <laughs> I'm just getting ready to do this. And she's like, yeah, I'm coming over. Be right, be right, be right there. And then like she told me, and like I don't think I like believed it. For I still don't. Like it's a very hard thing, grief. I'll be like fine one day, and then seconds <laughs> into a conversation, I cry literally. So it's been a time, <laughs> but it's good. Like you get through it. If you both, if you both are comfortable with this, I think we should really like. Let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment and a moment of silence to just, you know, pay pay tribute because these were people that were in our lives, you know? And I think they're with, they hear us talking about them right now. They're probably with us. So I feel if we just take a moment and honor them and, you know, if you need to get some Kleenex or something, I re- this is really a safe space. That's why I created this, this platform for stuff like this. So let's just take a moment, moment of silence. And the listeners out there as well do the same. If you've lost anybody, especially during these times of COVID, someone dear to you, a family member, one of a fellow colleague, a friend, uh, one of your clients, let's just take a moment all together as a, as a club and just uh, pay our respects.
Let's, let's take a deep breath together, yeah? On three. Inhale. One, two, three. <laughs> you're good. Thank you. Yeah, we're good. Good. Kristen, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I really thank you for sharing all of that. This is I'm not even I was not expecting any of this. This is we're just gonna throw out all these questions and just just losing <laughs> <gonna> a talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> quick question. Um uh so you're at 16 episodes of the show, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. 16 episodes. Um, the last episode killed me, by the way. But uh, I want the folks, I want the folks listening in and watching, they're gonna I want them to get to know you too, because them going back to listening to listen to the show will mean that much more once we get to know you at your core and just pieces of you. You know, this is this won't be the first time we talk. This is like a part one of many, right? Like we're gonna get to the goal of the Who and How Club is to keep that club membership inclus inclusiveness, but also exclusivity going, you know, and bringing people back and having conversations to see where they're at and all that jazz. So um, I wanted to know, like, what do you think makes, you've kind of said some, some, you've kind of addressed this, but what makes the show work for both of you, do you feel? I think it's our different, like, we have such different life experiences, but it ultimately comes down to, like, they're same, same, but different. Like, I don't know. And we have, there's an age gap as well in us that gives us different perspectives, I think. And um, I think it just, we work because we we truly do like our the podcast is no shame, babe. Like we've both worked really hard in our lives to live um, as genuinely and authentically and without shame. Um, I mean, as women, shame is like applied to us from the moment we're born. <laughs> like it's, um, so it's something that we work really well to, or work really hard to like strip away. And I think the pod works because we also give people a place to relate and to feel safe. And um, I, the feedback that we get time and time again is, oh my god I felt that way too oh my god this has happened to me too I can relate to that um yeah it's I don't know it's really it works because I think we just we don't care yeah <laughs> we I don't think care what people think about us we don't <laughs> people are like we oh I listen to your podcast and I'm like oh god what episode is that <laughs> That's a key. That's a key to life. Not caring what people think about you. That's like a cheat code. Like, in like my healing journey, I think by maybe in like 2000, like 17, 18, I think that's when I developed that. Like, I literally don't fucking care about anything. And then I was like reckless and a hot mess. And like, that's when I was just like, give me all the drugs. And now it's like, okay, like I literally don't care, but you don't have to do that. <laughs> So I think the willingness to be open is um, definitely key to our dynamic as a friendship and dynamic as a podcast and just like being open-minded, like everyone's going to have different experiences, but everybody could relate to something on some level. And 
I love also when people are like, okay, like, but that wasn't my experience with this. Like this happened to me. I'm like, hey, the girl, thanks for sharing. Or I have a few male friends that are listeners and they've texted me. They're like, okay, I can't even listen to this episode because it's just so wrong. I'm like, yeah, but it's based off of our experience. So if you feel like a certain way, thank you for sharing. I'm going to share this perspective on the next episode. Like if Mm -hmm. that's cool with you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just being open. I also think just the timing of the pod when it started, like, like I said, COVID hit, I left a lot my marriage of 10 years and my life was like completely in upheaval, like a hundred percent worst case it could have been, it was that. And like, so I came out of that a crazy hot mess and I was on a tear and like, so Kirsten, she- you, you and I are going to speak offline. We're going to do a, a so an episode solely on that topic you and i i it's already i'm planning so much in my head after i read on you both and like the show and listening to the show like we could literally yeah we're gonna that 10-year thing i have a lot of questions for you so we're gonna we might not cover all of that today but even though i wanted to i want to talk to you one-on-one and uh bring you back on the show and talk about that experience like being married for a decade and and it not going according to plan so to speak but you're still here and still thriving right and i want to know about the things you learned from that relationship and all of that i i came out of my i came out of my longest relationship which was six years last year before right before covid hit right before yeah i heard that so much this year like it ended just before right COVID. Before. So we're gonna we're gonna touch on that don't give that one away because that's a like that's a gem okay <laughs> um but yeah, it's been funny because I came out like on a tear and like Jam has already like lived that. It's like through my 20s, I was like settled down. Yeah, you married. two have switched. You two have switched the role. Yeah, we that, really did. And so it's been like, yeah, Jamie, Jamie was, like, how do I date? Like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I talk to people? She's like, oh my God. <laughs> what, what, has been, what has been your, uh, your, your most favorite episode to record thus far? I honestly like all of them for different reasons but I think like the the I think our most recent episode that's out right now is probably like my favorite one just because like we get more and more comfortable and like a little just more funny more insightful um as the time goes so I think it's just gonna keep getting better and better but I feel like the most um real authentic and like educational episode we've done is our shame episode like discussing the different types of shame and how they play a role in everybody's lives because you can't just sit here and be like you everyone has experienced shame whether it's like consciously or subconsciously like it's it lives and and it manifests in you and then when you address like what kind of shame you're feeling it's like okay like let's like have some lessons on how to deal with that and really it's just talking like we don't even share our shame no we don't it's, share. people view it as embarrassing or a weakness and like once you it is it's embarrassing but it's not weak right the weakness part the fear in sharing it and appearing to be weak because of that shame exactly it's strength when you can share yeah we care so much about what others will view us as that we refuse to share those things when little do we know if we do share those things, like someone will learn from it. Someone will gain from it. I'll gain, we'll, we'll find strength in it. 
but also someone might be able to relate to that thing. Like we're all connected in so many ways, but when we refuse to share or hold ourselves back, no one's going to learn from us. And we're not going to like, we're here to learn from one another because we're both, we're all living life. Life is the common denominator here. Like we're all alive living. We're just living in very unique, different ways, but there are still some similarities under that. And how do we find those out is when we speak to, speak with. Like I, I choose my words carefully now. Like I don't say speaking to anyone. You're speaking with someone. It's a, it's a two or three way conversation. Like we're sharing and mm-hmm. you cannot take that, that up, that moment for granted, whether you're a stranger or a friend or a business partner, or you're in a relationship or your mother, you know, a lot of parents take their children for granted. their 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 ways of thinking and their opinions because they're the child. Mm-hmm. So there's this power dynamic and it's like, I'm your parent. So the way I think trumps how you think. And you might not, you're, you have feelings, but don't bring those feelings over here because I won't be able, you, you're meant to feel that way because you're the child. I, whatever I say goes and this and that, but no, no, no. We have to talk about how we feel here, no matter mm-hmm. how uncomfortable it may get. Or you might have to call out your parent or whoever, you oh. know? I've been there, man. I've been there. And I think one of the biggest, most powerful lessons I've learned thus far is that your parents are just people too. They, I mean, my parents had me and my sister when they were 21 and 22. Like, what was I doing at 21 and 22? Blacked out in a, in a field somewhere? Like, to, to, to have that awareness about yourself to realize that like your parents did the best that they could with what they had in the circumstances. No, it's your turn. No, it's your turn. Break break the cycle, do better for your children. You know, it's learning. It's all learning. It's, we have to be sponges. Another thing I want to know what you two think of the, of this is like, uh, I was having a conversation about awareness, right? And Let's just say you're sitting in a room, in, in a living room, and you see, um, like, you see your parent do something, and you they have this trait of their of theirs that you're like, I don't ever want that to become me. Like, I don't ever want to become that. I don't want to have those traits. I don't want to be that toxic or that aggressive or whatever. But then you sit with yourself and you're like, wait, I am that. I am becoming like my mom or my dad. But like, okay, you have that awareness, right? But now you do nothing with it. Like imagine being so aware and then you limit yourself. You, you, you face a wall at that point because you're like, you do nothing with it. As opposed to saying like, okay, I'm becoming like that. Let me fix myself now so that I don't continue to be like that and then pass that down. It's in the yeah. blood. It's in the genes, right? So imagine being aware to that extent and you're not, you don't do anything with it. Yeah. It like, have been there. <laughs> yeah, no, we, all have. we all have, right? Yeah. Like, how, how does, how can one like overcome that? Like just, oh yeah, okay. I'm not going to do anything with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stubborn just like my mom, but I'm not going to do anything with it. Like I how did people- you decide to do something with it? I think people need to realize the power of like generational trauma now in this day and age where we're learning more about mental health and we're learning about the impacts of like behaviors and the way that 
like children were supposed to be raised as seen and not heard before and you know yes. all these all these different mentalities that we grow up with and I think with that self-awareness if you people have that self-awareness yeah my parents were shitty this is why I am the way I am but they don't realize that with that self-awareness comes the opportunity to change and that there is answers underneath of that self-awareness right like it is one thing to be aware of it but it's another thing to actually understand the the inner working so I an example of that for me would be like my mental health like yes I know I feel depressed I know I deal with PTSD symptoms I know all these things I know I'm acting impulsively because of borderline personality disorder and trigger but it's like it's like figuring out the actions then right it's realization is one thing but it's then putting in that plan and that action to complete that that goal like you can think of self-awareness as just goal setting like oh you know Hmm. yeah I also think I like your mirror analogy I'm gonna bring that one back too just like the ability to like look at yourself and be like do I like the person I see I'm aware of like that I do like this and I've adapted this trait from my dad or from my mom what am I going to do to change that? Like I have a temper and I'm not very nice sometimes. And I know that. And it takes, (laughs) I I work really hard to be able to like admit when I'm wrong and to recognize like, okay, like this is what I did and I'm sorry. And apologizing is like a big step for me because I hate admitting when I'm wrong. And I also hate apologizing to people. But I do it. You really want to call my grandmother. And just <laughs> and, but it's like something that my dad like never did up, up until my dad like changed where he he would never apologize for anything. Like it, he could literally like be like, like blue is spelt WFJF, you know, and that he'd be like, I'm not wrong. Like, that's how you spell blue. Like, I'm not, you know, but it wasn't up until like six years ago that he's like hey like I'm sorry and this is what I did and that was like I think a big shift of when I was like wow like my dad like took um responsibility for the um trauma he put me through for the past like 22 years awesome so like (laughs) what do you do with that and he's like a changed person I'm like hey if someone in his 50s can change like I can change in my 20s it's not that hard but it's like putting in the work and like Kirsten said, like goal setting, like, okay, like, I don't want to do like that. She's pointed me in direction of like books and audio books. And um, the Instagram pages that our podcast page follows are all about self-improvement and how to be self-aware. And even just like reading little posts like that, like you just, you have to be able to have the ability to just like soak it in like a sponge and just sit with it. And when I, when I release the sponge, all that excess is going to be all that stuff that I'm trying to change. Hmm. Bam. Bam. That was great. Jam. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Not just the hat rack. <laughs> okay. But you should see this girl when she has to apologize for something. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh, we could so have, like, full, we could have a full blown episode on apologies and what the concept oh, of an apology. I would love to deep dive into that too. And oh my God. Pick yeah. Both of your brains on that. Cause I've had my bouts with a, what an apology really means. No, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm a gaslighter. <laughs> well, I learned the hard way. 
I learned the hard way. I don't know if you both can relate to this, but like real apologizing is the changed behavior, right? Yeah. It's not not the word sorry. And it really, sorry doesn't really hold any weight if you think about it. And who is sorry for? You're, You're saying sorry to make someone feel better about something bad you did. So when the concept of it is just like, what, what, who created this, you know, but when you change your behavior, because you care about the person that you might be hurting or mistreating, even to yourself, right? We must apologize to ourselves for how we've treated ourselves. And we have to change our behavior towards ourselves, how we think, the words that we're saying about ourselves, how we view ourselves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So apologies I, I don't like anyone saying sorry to me like if I address something with someone I'm not looking for an apology I just want you to un- I want to know that you understand like how you made me feel and then where do we go from here I um, can speak volumes to that um, back in my day I had a long-term relationship and I cheated on the guy um, for a multiple different reasons and you should have never cheated on someone but you know 19 and stupid right <laughs> but i was apologizing That's to him. Fine. That's, right? you get away with murder when you're young we're good we're good listen 20s is the fun stage but if you're still doing the same shit at 21 when you're 31 then we have to have a longer conversation right and age age is just age is just a number get married don't get married in your 20s <laughs> But then you get a free pass for your 30s. No, you don't. Stop. Freedom in your 30s, yeah. <laughs> but um, I was apologizing to my ex for cheating on him. And he was like, you're not apologizing to me because you're sorry. You're apologizing because you got caught. And I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, you read me like a book. Okay, sorry. Bye. <laughs> I, want, I want to talk about the, t- the, the themes and titles of some of your episodes both of you now i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out a couple episode titles and the first word that comes to your mind or first couple words you just say it okay (laughs) it doesn't matter what number episode this is of your of your 16 but we're just gonna these titles kind of stuck out to me and i'm curious to know what's the first thing that pops into your mind because you two have already had the discussion around these these topics so um we'll just start Uh, mastering self-awareness self-improvement that's what comes into my mind (laughs) we're thinking one two three say it one two three um like power like feminine power Mm. thank you uh i think i love you Unsure. Mm-hmm. Um, porn. Mm. Did you say porn? Porn. <laughs> <laughs> Stop this. Porn. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, porn for sure, man. <laughs> Torn. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. What are guy friends? <laughs> <laughs> just confusion on my part um, 
I would say for that one is a little bit deeper for me because as I've like figured it out recently, it's um it's connected to some other shit for me. So confusing for sure. <laughs> I look at it comfort, like got comfort. Uh and lastly, uh sex on the first date. Don't <laughs> Um, discuss beforehand. <laughs> That's my new policy. You're Don't win it. It doesn't work. You're killing me. I could, I could tell I could already, I could speak to you ladies like for forever. We could dive into so many things. Um, but the episode has gone, pardon me. I'm like, we need a part two. <laughs> Definitely need a part two because time is going, this episode went, in directions I didn't think it would go, but I'm really happy that we got this opportunity to speak. We're gonna sort of work towards closing down, but uh, we're definitely gonna talk about doing another, uh, inviting you back for a part two and maybe having individual episodes as well. Um, to, the, to the theme of your, your show that you created, No Shame Babe, uh, if there was something, like if there was a woman out there or a man or a male, who are looking to deal with their shame or shed their shame, what kind of advice would you give to them from your perspective and your experiences that you've had in life dealing with your shame? What would you tell the people and our listeners how to deal with their shame? My biggest... Oh, you go first. Speak Speak at the same time. You're good. My biggest advice would be in like... Telling the truth kills shame. If you bring your truth forward, you talk about the things that you feel shameful about, you realize that 90% of the people in this world have felt or are feeling the same way that you are. And I mean, shame in in terms of trauma as well. We live with so much trauma and and anybody who's listening, if you have like a traumatic shame that you're holding on to, telling the people closest to you, telling people who love you and support you the things you've been through is such a relief. And it takes that, it doesn't take the shame away right away, but it's a huge first step in dismantling that. I I mean, think about the Me Too movement and just anybody who's come forward with um, what they've experienced and lived. And that's been the biggest healing part for me and to and dismantling that is talking about it. And um, I feel like that's, that's the place we've wanted to create with No Shame Babe. We've always wanted people to have a spot where they could come share their life's experiences and feel a place that's without shame. I think also is if I was giving someone advice to live shamelessly, I'd be like, look at your circle because that there's probably a lot of loose ends that you can just cut out. Because at the end of the day, what you think of you is the only thing that matters. And then the support of your circle that you have around you is what you need. And then the confidence to like see that within yourself. Because really, we live for, I feel like a lot of people live for others and they live for people that don't actually matter. And in your shame journey, when you're living for people that don't actually care about you and that don't 
matter to you or if in 10 years they're not going to be a part of your life then why do you care so much about what they think like really focus on your core values and like revisit like what those things are to you and I definitely think that family should be one or friends that become family or friends are your chosen family so your tribe your tribe yeah yeah, exactly. Your tribe, your, your people, we, and we don't, I, I don't know all these people that have like so many friends and the very superficial lifestyles. Like, are those people really happy? Have they dealt with what they want? Or are they just focusing on the external and not really looking at the internal? Like you have to be you and in order to like live shamelessly. I said, I, I literally said those exact words on, on the show that I was on a couple weeks ago because we were talking about needing friends to find oneself and like needing things on the external and the, the, the differences between wanting something and needing something and us realizing that we have everything that we need, but we forget about those things that we already have because we're so focused on wanting, wanting, wanting and trying to reach for things and you know, surrounding ourselves in circles that aren't really feeding our souls. You can't find yourself by the ex- from through the external. It's internal. Everything is inside. That's the thing that you need, you, inside. And then you deal with that first, and then you could have all the fun on the external side, and those things will come your way. And they'll define you in little ways, but not the, in the grander scheme of things. Like, it starts with you. You know what I mean? So I, I hear what both of you are saying. Um, right now, we use, at the end of uh, every episode that we have guests on, uh, there's a segment called Ask the Club. Um, so it's where uh, the guests get an opportunity to pose a question to the listeners or to myself, the host. Um, and yeah, just just gives a little bit of a balance to the to the episode. If you have any questions that you want to pose that I can answer, or you know, our listeners could could answer at a later date if they heard anything that resonated with them, you know, they can uh, respond to that. Do you ladies have any questions for the club? Yeah, um, I am actually very curious as to what started like your podcast journey and like the steps that you've taken to be. Um, your authentic self? Mm. Um, the podcast, the podcast started, the, the idea of a podcast started when I was working with youth. I was working with, uh, at a youth organization and um, they've shut down, you know, the, the, the location in Toronto. But uh, at the time, I wanted to create and produce a podcast for youth. Because at this organization, I was a youth there myself when I was younger. And then I worked my way up and uh, got positions within the organization and became uh, one of the leads in running the programs and stuff like that. And they focused on media arts. Um, but I introduced other art forms because I'm, I'm also a poet and a rapper and everything like that. So I brought those art forms to the table when working with the youth that we were working with um, at the time. So podcasting was just going to be the next, the evolution of our, our programming, right? I didn't get a chance to, to fulfill that. But after uh, the departure, my departure from there, 
the podcasting thing was still in my heart. And I'm like, I wanna, I wanna create another safe space for people to come and talk and for me to talk. And, and I, I, it took me a little bit to come up with a, with a concept, but uh, just focusing on who people are. People intrigue me. I, I don't like people that much. Like I'll be very, I like people, but to an extent, you know, like <laughs> I like the good people. I like people who are bringing something to this world that we live, you know, and advancing us as a civilization for the good and treat people good. But the people who are detriment to our existence, fuck them. You know what I mean? And those, and followers, you know, like I just, yeah, but I'm, I'm for the people who, especially younger people who are our, our future, you know what I'm saying? So long story short, I just, uh, I immersed myself into the podcast community over here. You know, there were some events and, and a conference that I attended called PodCamp Toronto. And I attended, I was an attendee. I didn't, I had no podcasting experience. I'm just like, let me go as a civilian. And I connected with a lot of people, networked. I connected with like people in the CBC room and you had people there just independent podcasters, but also conglomerates. And a year later, um, I was asked to come present at the conference, you know, after taking everything I learned and creating what I created, I went back to give back. That's amazing. Good for you. Nice. So just, uh, yeah, just immersing yourself into the community, I think is important. The community, the community that you're trying to be a part of and create around, you know, be a part of it. Show, show face, you know, like, yeah, I'm here too. I'm one of you guys and, and girls and let's, yeah, let's, let's build together and network. So um, I am in therapy now. That was something I wanted us to talk about. You know, that's really helped with my my growth and my realization to some certain things, you know, and dealing with the hardships, you know, my relationship with my mother or not knowing who my father is, uh, past relationships, the work that I do, you know, I'm in social services and I, I'm trying to get out of it so that I don't become jaded and hate the field, I still love the field, but I see where it can lead me to if I don't get out early. Mm-hmm. And I, want, I want to just be in media. I want to create. I'm, I'm an artist. I'm a creator. So just working, working through those things, you know? And like you said, both of you, like just acknowledging your flaws and being honest with yourself, it's been helping. So yeah, I hope I answered. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. I'm sorry that we didn't get to talk about therapy, but it, that's therapy is a beautiful thing <laughs> and it definitely helps um, like uh, harness in your struggles and then be like, okay, I'm going to fix them. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> it's another tool, right? We're talking about tools. Like it's another, we'll talk, well, part two, we'll, we'll dive, delve more into, into therapy, but yeah. What else? Okay, my question. Um, are you single? Just kidding. <laughs> Why are you gonna make me blush on my own show? Can we do that offline? Come on, I'm working here. I'm working here. <laughs> okay, no, for real. Though, what has been like the biggest struggle in your podcast? Like, what's been like? Like the moment where you're like, oh, I, I don't want to do this shit. Like, have you had that moment? Wow. 
That's a really great, that's a great question. Hmm. No, I haven't. Good. But there, there are days where it's just like I wanted to record, right? And because of my energy and the shift in my energy, I, I stopped putting an episode out. I stopped myself from putting something out because my energy was off. Like mm-hmm. this week I recorded something. My next series is going to focus on forgiveness and the concept around forgiveness, right? And I recorded something and I'm like, no, I don't sound like myself today, you know, and I don't want the people to hear that. Like, I want to give them energy. I want to give them the joyous side of me. And even though we're talking about challenging things and things that are sort of taboo and all of that, I still want to bring a certain tone to the topic. And I listen to that episode and I'm like, it's what a waste of time. Right? That's 30 minutes gone. And I'm not happy with what I created because we're our own critic. We're our toughest critics, critics, right? So those are the only times where I feel kind of down. Like, fuck, I wanted to release an episode this week and I wasn't feeling it. And you beat yourself up about it. But then you're like, oh, I'll get them next week. Yeah. And they'll be there and you'll get new listeners and you'll get new. Everything happens for a reason, I feel. So if you didn't get to record the episode this week, it's okay. Like, you, you have to feel it. As creatives, you have to feel it. And if you don't feel it, don't do it. That's the struggle of an artist, but only artists understand that struggle. And I think me and Jam, we can definitely relate to that. We both have our struggles, like we mentioned. And there has been times where we both of us have been like, I can't do it. Like, I cannot record today. Like, or when we went through everything we've gone through this year, it's been really cool. And I think, yeah, we both beat ourselves up when we can't put out an episode every Sunday, like we want to. And like, yes. we have people like, where's our next one? And we're like this week, we I was supposed to have uh, an episode recorded, but like literally every day this week at work, it, life has imploded. And yep. so it's just like, and it's cool that we have a forgiving audience too, because they're yeah. like, where are you? We miss you. And as soon as a new episode comes out, we're getting that hype. But yeah, me and Jamie have definitely had that conversation about quality over quantity. And, uh, yes. Yeah. still working on the quality of my editing and my audio, but. <laughs> I think it's great. I, I like the flow, the flow, if I were to give like the flow of your shows and your episodes and the conversations are very it's so natural. Like in, in one of the episodes, Kirsten said something. Like she'll say these things, but I don't think Jamie, like you both are just so in it. And it's so cool to be like a witness to it. But there will be these little things like Kirsten said dick, like, oh, too much dick or something. And like Jamie didn't even acknowledge it. She just kept going. But it's like these little tidbits, you know, like I, I, I enjoyed listening to your show because... <laughs> It's two friends talking about some real life stuff that, and as a man, you know, listening from that perspective, it's like, I have sisters, you know, I have younger, I'm the older brother. Like, I get it. I know what girls go through. And I, and I want girls to understand what guys go through too. Like we have to build a bridge because we're going through it. The problem that we have is that we're not talking to each other with Mm -hmm. each other. We think there's this girl experience and this guy experience and, it's but in reality it's all so so similar like it, it really is well we're trying to be together we're trying to cohabitate so how can <laughs> we not it, it's such a weird concept to fathom like why aren't we talking like this with each other talking that raw shit and that you know like so anyway but 
I like your show is what I'm trying to say. And I don't like it. It must have made so much to us. <laughs> um, we like your show too. <laughs> I actually, like, I was listening to a bunch of your episodes last night. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions, ladies, for the club? Well, we want you on our podcast. So um, maybe we could Can we talk back. about sex? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. We'll pick topic. It'll be great. I'm just joking. Let's talk about everything. Please invite, just holler at me one on one, and we'll uh, we'll set that up, and then we'll set up at a part two for you to come back on the show and individual episodes too. Perfect. That, yeah, that'd be really fun. I we I, I I don't know. Today I was like, how's today gonna go? Like, I'm talking to a computer screen. I don't love Zoom. A stranger. <laughs> stranger but i feel like we're friends like i feel like in this um the first like two minutes where it's like okay hey seeing you on instagram you're a real person now we're like, okay like let's go get drinks or let's go have an appy <laughs> cried in front of each other today like we we you know we took we had a moment of silence today together we we did things together today and that's the point that is the point let's break these walls down and we have these individual experiences, but we could do things together too and have fun and, and just poke fun at ourselves and just, just grow together as people, you know? So male or female, whatever. Um, tell the people in the club where they could find your show and find you individually. Oh, my favorite part. Okay. So you can okay, find, find us on IG. Find us on IG at No Shame Babe. Follow or email us at no shame beat podcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter, no shame babe. We have like three followers, so go there. We need more there. Um, our website, no shame babe.org. Where can they listen to us? Spotify, Amazon Music, Pot Apple, Apple, yeah. Apple, all the other places. <laughs> And um, you could follow us individually on Instagram, Kirsten underscore underscore M U A, and I'm Jam Curry. And follow me on OnlyFans. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was about to end the call. <laughs> my heart almost jumped out my chest. Jesus, <laughs> you're killing me. You too. I can't with you too, eh? You too. <laughs> Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Who and How Club. Follow the No Shame Babes at No Shame Babe on IG, and you'll find their individual uh, social media profiles. Make sure you listen to the No Shame Babe podcast. Um, you know the slogan, you are the Who and How Club. I am the Who and How Club, and we are the Who's and How's of this world. Ladies, I want to thank you both. Today was amazing. I needed this today. It's a Sunday, and... It's like my self day and I don't really do episodes on Sundays, but this was beautiful. I thought this was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. It's been um, a great time for sure. Want yep. to do it again? <laughs> yep. Let's stay connected offline. Let's follow each other on all platforms. Um, whohowclub.com is the website. Whohowclub on all social media platforms or uh, you can follow me at only one Aris, O-N-L-Y, the number one, A-R-Y-S. Um, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you heard something today that sort of triggered a feeling, triggered a thought, triggered something from your past and you want to talk about it, DM any one of us or email us at whohowclub.com, uh, sorry, whohowclub at gmail.com. And we'll keep the discussion going. This won't be the only time you see the ladies from No Shame, Babe. 
we're going to start planning some bigger things together and uh, let's collaborate and let's just trip to Toronto. I think that's in order. There, you yeah, go. there we go. We'll do an exchange student thing. I'll come to you. I'll come <laughs> to Edmonton, you know, and then you come to TO and we'll, we'll just do, do the damn thing. It'd be so much fun. Okay. Goals. Right. Thank you. And we'll touch base offline, ladies. Okay, talk to you. Bye. Talk to you. Bye.